That's it. Wait a minute. That's not the Trash Future intro music. That's Riley doing an impression of the Trash Future intro music in a structural device I recommended he do not do for this uh, segment. Thank you, Alex Keeley, one of our regular hosts. No, we are here before the meat of the episode telling you, the listener, that Trash Future is doing a live show that we forgot to promote. Woo! It's depending on when you listen to this, tomorrow, Tuesday the 9th of January, today, or in the past, or yesterday, <laughs> in which case you fucked it. <laughs> Who else is going to be at this live show? So, in addition to the fine, usual cast, crew, and guests of the Trash Future podcast, we have a wonderful mix of stand-ups, including Ivo Graham, who's been on Live at the Apollo and Mock the Week, and his show is, quote, polished, poised stand-up, and a pleasure to spend an hour in his company. Uh, Ahir Shah, regular of the podcast, Edinburgh Comedy Award nominee, satirist extraordinaire. We've got Samina Zara, a master storyteller, we got Johnny Pelham, who is a BBC New Comedy Award finalist, and this guy, Alex Keeley, doing the emceeing, and then possibly also appearing on the podcast itself. <laughs> uh, the Facebook link to buy tickets is in the bio. It's at the Star of Kings and King's Cross, and we would love to see you there. 8pm, doors at 7.30pm, Tuesday, the 9th of January, 2018, in, let's say, the year of our Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ slash someone else. And just to give you a taste of what's coming, uh, I will be uh, uh, revealing a product with the following description. Blank management made achievable and sustainable through a display-free and app-connected blank with results to back it up. What could that be? You'll find out if you come to the Star of Kings, King's Cross, Doors, 7.30, Show 8, £5, and all profits to Syrian Refugee Relief. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, thank you, and here is the episode we recorded with Elena and Taylor. Peace. Woo. Can, so, can Guys, someone so please much. tell me more about No Pee January? I'm fascinated. Actually, I, I f there is um, an interesting uh, a meme that's been going around on some right-wing blogs about no pee January. <laughs> are they trying to get, are, are they doing that thing where they're trying to get people to do a thing by pretending it's a trend when it actually isn't? Well, no, this is... Like with free bleeding. Th this is, this is uh. the uh, the, the newest um, um, right-wing copy pasta. Um, a Marine was taking college classes during no pee January before his imminent deployment to Iran. One of his courses had a professor that was an atheist and a member of the ACLU, which stands for the American Council for Less Urination, uh, which, which aims to ban free peeing on campus. <laughs> One day, the professor shocked everyone by walking into class, looking up and stating, God, if you are real, I want you to come down and make me wet my pants on this platform. Several minutes ticked by in silence. And when the 15 minutes that the professor gave God uh, was almost expired, the Marine gets up from his seat, approaches the professor, and pisses down the front of his pants. And then the Marine simply went back to his seat. The professor, visibly shaken, asked the Marine, What the heck did you do that for? The Marine said, God was busy protecting America's military, who are out turning Mashad into dust, protecting your right to say stupid shit like that. So he sent me to fill in. And that Marine that was single? Toby Young. <laughs> <laughs> Is he single? Because I'm looking for a boyfriend. OMG. OMG. Oh, um, I love the peeing Marine. You can, you, you can find, he, really, he really does put that metaphor in Marine. <laughs> Take a ride in Elena's fake Welsh accent taxi. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I learn so much when I come here. It's great. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint our, uh, our YouTuber listeners, uh, but this isn't the Race Science Podcast. Uh, this is actually... The Race Science Business Mindset <laughs> Podcast, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is actually Trash Future, the podcast, but how the future, if we do not implement fully automated luxury gay space communism, is and will be trash... And also the Cryptocurrency Investment Podcast. Um, oh, I have something on that uh, after this. But first, um, I'm going to say I am uh, Riley. You can find me on Twitter at Rala, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Trash Future Pod. And who am I joined by from my left? You're joined by Milo Edwards, once again, triumphantly not in the dang bowl. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Milo underscore Edwards. Same Kizbani. Uh, I am four days into no P January. <laughs> it hurts. But it'll be worth it in the end. It's hurt, it hurts, but it's righteous. Valor. Yeah. Valor, baby. It's for the environment. <laughs> uh, hi, friends. I'm Elena Cressy. That's at E-L-E-N-A-C-R-E-S-C-I. Spell it right. Make sure you follow the right one. I don't think there's another one. And I'm the token female. <laughs> follow her on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, as, as I explained last time, I expect to accrue followers from this that is my payment for coming on this podcast uh, yeah guys actually it's really important for our leftism cred that you do follow the woman because if you don't then we You're might come sexist. across as sexist we'll be, yeah. we'll be described as sexists and yeah you know God's it's really important to us that quote unquote women <laughs> don't find out that we're sexist yeah so these women uh, we hear so much about online yeah we've never met them <laughs> apart I've from heard, elena i've heard there's one in canada <laughs> She's my girlfriend. You haven't met her. You don't know um, her. She goes There's one in school. Canada and she's posted the most bay selfie with, I've forgotten the name of the president of Canada again, Justin, what's oh, his Justin face? Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Also not that a president. Genuine brain fun. Prime Minister, whatever. Prime Minister. Matter. Nothing matters Such anymore. Such a feminist. Um, there's one thing. I, I'm, I'm gonna... You do so many like gestures and faces which don't come out on this audio. I, only, I, only, work, I only work in video really and truly uh. like, to really get the full... Elena experience. You're the closest thing to a YouTuber on this table. It's true. I just yeah. so badly want to be a YouTuber. So badly. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to do before we jump into the uh, the wonderful politics content and then our, our conversation with Taylor Lawrence is uh, I'd like to uh, do a shout out uh, to Sally Young uh, at Just a Fish on Twitter, who has given us a crypto kitty. What? Yeah, we have a crypto you kitty. Have a crypto now. kitty. What? Yeah. What? I want one. Can I have one? Uh, all right. Uh, that's tra trash future community. Uh, if you want, uh, Elena will findom you, but she only takes crypto kitties. Only crypto mm. kitties. <laughs> Thank you. I will do your GCSE coursework if you send me a crypto kitty. I need uh, to feed my children. It's guys. proof that irony podcasting gets you mad online, pussy. I need. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I need to feed my children, but they only eat on the blockchain. <laughs> we put the we put the mad online into mad online pussy. <laughs> uh, guys, shall we shall we jump into the to the content because there has been some execrable shit happening in British journalism, shockingly. Oh, I mean British journalism, which is a bastion of good. Oh, I just spoke over a woman, I'm sorry. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you are British journalism. That's what you're doing. That's literally it. Hussein, yeah. Hussein, As you can see from his beanie, Hussein. <laughs> Hussein, Hussein, you have to say ten Hail Marys, not because it's religious, but because she's a woman. Hail Mary, Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, British journalism is trash. Yeah. Uh, mm. that basically, and not in a yeah. trash future kind of way. No, not, not from the Telegraph, way. of course. But hey, which we all read. You know what? It's, it's my not, favorite bugger. It's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually a graphic novel. <laughs> I, I once dated a guy at the Telegraph. I would love to know what he thinks about working for a manga. It's like you, 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 you read through it and you're like, has someone printed out my grandfather's brain? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Well, speaking of, um, James Dellingpole, all of our racist grandfather, actually. Just uh, into yeah. He is, no, he is like a, he is, he is basically what if um, someone made like the liquid metal Terminator from Terminator 2, uh, but every time you shot that Terminator, uh, it, the liquid metal scattered into the phrase, it's okay to be white. Wait, did you just pitch us a Black Mirror episode? Black Mirror. Oh my God. Is I, that in the new series? I haven't got through it we're yet. We're compiling like a list of Black Mirror episodes so that when Charlie Brooker does come on, uh-huh. uh, we can just spend the entire episode just like pitching stuff well, at him until he goes He insane. has to come on this podcast. If we, compi- he has if to. we compile enough, um, enough Black Mirror ideas, we'll actually have evidence that we came up with them before he did. And then we'll be able to sue Charlie Brooker. Hell yeah. I, I, feel, I feel sorry for Charlie Brooker because I feel like Black Mirror, when he wrote the first series, wasn't banal. But then the world went so bad so fast that it became like, this is just like what's happening now. This is like mm-hmm. not, it's not visionary I mean, anymore. Funnily enough, something <laughs> happened this week, which literally could be a Black Mirror episode. And that's the best yeah. thing, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Dude, you just completely forget. Like, Famous online we- person, Riley Quinn. Yes. So uh, we definitely James- haven't recorded the two sections of this podcast out of order in a way that's making this conversation really Absolutely confusing. Absolutely not. So, j- so just do guys, this. yeah. J- James De- James Dellingpole uh, has, I assume, like spittle flecked, shouted this into a um, into a recording device. He's given us uh, nine reasons to be cheerful for the start of the year. Um, do we want to uh, know maybe what a few of these are? I'm I'm super pumped for this. I'm so waiting. Tell me more. James Dellingpole Christmas album. To be one of them. James, <laughs> deport the poles. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Brexit. Ooh. <laughs> num- number one. Number one reason to be hopeful. There is hope for the youth. Yes, I know we think they're all grisly little Marxist snowflakes. We're going to vote in Jeremy Corbyn. Yes, we are. We're actually bears. But this is largely a product of brainwashing. <laughs> and poor governance. I actually never wash my brain for strength. It's <laughs> no brainwash January. No, brainwash I, I only, January. I, I only no wash, that's February. I only wash my brain with raw water. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that. Filthy mind. Uh, we're going to get into that on our on our on our Friday episode actually. Uh, yeah, mm. James says to but he has hope that two of the teenagers he interviewed for his podcast, I won't say their names, bright, hardworking, big-hearted and able to absorb and process vast quantities of information at gobsmacking speed. Paul Joseph Watson, one of them. <laughs> they actually have engorged hearts. That is so true. Like but that's what Paul Joseph Watson probably looks like to James Dellingpole is like a precocious 8-year-old. He looks like someone whose gob has been smacked. That's why it's so weirdly red. <laughs> Um, I can't say it, but I'm trying to do the lips right now. Again, I'm a video person. He looks he looks like he went to a backstreet plastic surgeon and went, make me look as much like Lionel Richie as possible. <laughs> so number I'm t- jumping on this. He's got lip fillers. Num- I think he's got lip fillers. Say no more, fam. Allegedly. Number two, the pun is mightier than the sword. Uh, if you really want to kill Nazis, as the painfully earnest and increasingly aggressive left is always claiming it wants to do, the deadliest method is wit, humor, and snark, not violence. I thought, it, I thought it was very interesting how um, the Red Army was able to deploy its uh, its joke cannons to actually, The painfully you know. earnest leftists in the French resistance <laughs> should really learn that the best way of killing the Waffen-SS is with snark. <laughs> 
an, a, an unsuspecting patrol of SS soldiers walking through, I don't know, the Dordogne was set upon by a series of Frenchmen who just said, ha, those uniforms make your legs look like carrots. <laughs> well, and they fled back all, to the farm. What I'm saying is that... I'm a big fan of the Kama Rouge podcast. <laughs> what, I, what, I'm, what I think is really cool is how actually um, the, there was a plan to kill Hitler where they were going to get Chandler Bing uh, to just go and say, could you be any more of a dictator? And then the war would have been over. I just never respected Chandler Bing after he changed his name as product placement for that Microsoft search engine. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. No one even uses it. Are we only doing friends jokes because it's on Netflix now? Uh, and oh, I, I have, British Netflix. I have two more uh, of these items I want to read, and then we're going to get controversial into opinion. News. I hate Friends. Uh, no, I hate Friends. I only too. watched the original Friends, but how, here, How I Met Your Mother. Here is no- <laughs> How I Met Your Mother is canon. That's mm-hmm. fine. Here, here is number eight on James Dellingpole's list. Friends. I'll Ooh. be well, there for you. This is going to take a turn. When the oh, rain wow. starts to fall. This is going to be the Black Mirror. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, go. Friends. Uh, he writes, Scott Adams, creator of the Dilbert comic strip and explainer of the Trump phenomenon, oh. recently, said his, <laughs> recently said his politics had cost him about 75% of his friendships. Sounds about right, I thought to myself, normally. <laughs> Even so, I look around at the minuscule, microscopic circle of friends I have left, and I think to myself, you're great. You're all I need. Wait, are all his friends invisible to the naked eye? <laughs> How many friends does one have time to see anyway? Hey, well, look, you know, at so least- no one told you life was gonna <laughs> be this, this way. way. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> at least, um, at least Toby Young will show up at his stag too. <laughs> I like that there's like a friends tattoos? intro for James Dellingpole and it's just like him and then it's like it cuts to the camera and it's like someone it's like David Davis struggling to put up a pull out bed <laughs> it's like David Davis so I, I, I think I think uh, that the whole friends canon is actually a giant Black Mirror episode in which it actually just fixated on like some guy in a coma um, and he's imagined like all of this. This, this. this does give my sort of my, my favorite sort of conservative phenomenon is every time they talk about their social lives, they're all because Kirk Van Houten pointing to his race car bed. He's like, I sleep in a race car. I have like two friends left because my <laughs> politics are awesome. God, but mm. I, I genuinely just think they're trolling a little bit now. Like surely they were this the whole time. I mean, just right. But the whole Sorry, troll- I know that's not a joke. The whole but- point of trolling is it's supposed to be funny. And it's not like it's completely believable that James Dellingpole only has two mates and they're like one of them is Toby Young and one of them is like millennial woes from YouTube. <laughs> Toby Young who's like alt-right Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here, and here's where Dellingpole's list gets genuinely schizophrenic because number nine is, is just this. I'm going to read the whole thing and we're going to have to try and get through it. Number nine, David Attenborough is wrong. By which I mean the Malthusian version he and his ilk promote in deceptively cozy programs like Blue Planet 2 uh, is no way to look at the world. This idea that we humans are the problem is a construct of the guilt-ridden liberal elite. Forget politics. Forget the big outside world as much as you can. What truly matters uh, are the basics, family and friends. Wait, is he accusing David Attenborough of being like a sea communist? <laughs> he's, well, he's basically saying that um, it, we shouldn't care about environmental destruction because we have all have our family and friends and booze and hobbies. James Dellingpole thinks that Pacific Rim's a documentary. <laughs> well, if you're James Dellingpole, you at least have booze and hobbies. But he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> so all he has left to do this is, is so just strange. destroy the planet out of spite. Oh, no, he has one friend. He has um, Michael Gove. Did you ever see the video, like the really weird video where Michael Gove just showed up in his garden? I did not. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, is, that, is that a recut of it? 
Uh, I mean, it might. It might. Oh well no, be. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah it's so that, weird. It's, it's crazy, you know, isn't it? I may have to cut I've this. Seen a gif of it. I may have to cut this out of the yeah. podcast, uh, but um, I'm gonna have to ask my friend about it. But a friend of mine said that he once went to a party with Toby Young because Toby Young promised uh, that Michael Gove would be there in a gimp suit. I'm sorry. Wow. What? Uh, and then and he has when, amazing they, baps. Please, when they when they got there in uh, in the taxi, uh, Toby Toby Young tried to make my friend who was like you know the fucking twenty at the, at the time uh, pay for it. <laughs> Michael Gove is swole. no, but the question is, Classic. was Michael Gove there? No, he wasn't there at all. So oh. now my friend has hated the Tory Party ever since, and is now a fervent Corbynite, even though he's like uh, that's the only reason because I mean, <laughs> he didn't get to see Michael Gove. That would take a lot. <laughs> I'll, People I'll are ask petty. Him Politics is tribal. <laughs> James Dillingpool is my is my sensei. So much for the tolerant left. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the gimp suited left. Uh, James Dillingpool's only friends are people he meets through his James Glory hole. <laughs> to which he inserts his James Dillingpool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> like the whole podcast is over. It was all building to that joke. Imagine just like everything in his house has that pun. Um, but uh, I've actually I've got a way. I know there's the government is actually mooting a way for James Dellingpole to finally make some friends. Um which is this uh, article They're is gonna give him a small rat, a James Dellingpole. <laughs> he'll carry everywhere with him and he'll be his only friend. A really right wing aqueous rodent. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, no, uh, is that finally, uh, James Dellingpole is going to be able to meet people who he shares a common interest with, uh, because it was published in the Guardian that ministers are considering using volunteers to guard the UK border. Hell yeah. Hell Regular. yeah. Are you one of the volunteers? Same. Same. I'm going to volunteer. Are you going to volunteer? What, what sort of, what's drawing you to this? Well, tell me more. Tell I was saying wants to let all the ISIS guys in. <laughs> <laughs> Wave it. Come on, lads. Look, all I'm saying is like, my cousin's been away for a long time. <laughs> You're hoping he'll come back. In, in, the, in the Team 10 house. I, <laughs> um, I like in it. the Logang. <laughs> no, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a Team 10. <laughs> as, as we've established on the podcast before, like Jake Paul's YouTube channel is actually ISIS propaganda. <laughs> it's accelerationism. <laughs> I really like the Allegedly. idea. I really like the idea of hanging off, hanging around like the white cliffs of Dover, wearing like Stone Island jackets, eating raw gammon ham, of course, um, and just shouting uh, out, yeah, of course. at the sea. I love that we're going to get seals apparently volunteering as our border <laughs> force. But that's probably like I, don't, I, you know, this is just this is just what I think is like the battle cry of the angry red nude online. Well, no, the, the, the terrifying the wretch of the Brexiteer. <laughs> the, ba- the, the, the battle cry of the kind of person who would be a volunteer border guard is just I'm not racist, but ah uh, yes, my my favorite thing Wait, about the volunteer. Are there any like are there any like you know uh, what's it called perks? Or like signing up. Well, this is what I'm confused about because, like, honestly, border guards don't have that much fun. Like, I oh, I don't know. You get to shove your hand in people's anuses, <laughs> and you get paid to do it unless you're a volunteer. Well, yeah, that, that's just. But, the- it's a, but no, really, now seriously, that, it's a tough job. Like, why volunteers? Well, I'm so confused. Well, it's because well, number one, they're they're saying that they're considering doing this to plug because um, of course because the Tory party is. committed to this sort of schizophrenic program of sort of cutting the national security and policing apparatus and also ramping up sort of a frenzied hysteria about immigrants and criminals. Now, 
the thing is, I mean, practically, no, oh. practically, no. But, <laughs> like, but, but, what are they offering? Well, that's the thing. They're they are. I think, and that's the thing. They they're not offering anything. They're doing this to plug a service gap that they've created, and a, and in a by the way, an, an institution that shouldn't exist anyway. Um, they're doing this, and, and they're. I think in real in reality, the perk is the job. The yeah. perk is I get to, you know, tell immigrants to leave. I've always, I mean, I mean, right now I sell Avon, but I've always deeply, deep down, I've wanted to be a racial profiler. Yeah. I can see why Hussein is so drawn to this, frankly. It's yeah. just, yeah. it's very well, Look, I have a hobby of measuring people's skulls. <laughs> uh, I have a very boring job, filling out spreadsheets, and really all I dreamed of was either becoming a cop, but I was too small. So now I'm going to exert my wrath that I usually just save for gaming. In a different way. <laughs> That's just yeah. it. Is these are these are all the guys who are too fat or stupid to become cops. Hell yeah! Who've like li- and who have lived a sort of life of of suburban bigotry. Who will be sort of? It's for James Dellingpole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's actually a really, really, really obvious like comparison here. This is Dad's Army, right? Yes, it's Dad's Army. I'm, I'm not the first to make. What's well, also it's Sheriff Joe. It's Arpeo. Dad's Army, except the people in Dad's Army are the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real horseshoe theory. <laughs> I mean, like it's just Dad. Kind of, Dad's Luftwaffe. It's, it's, just like, it's, just, it's, it's just like fantasy fulfillment, isn't it? It's just like these guys who read the Mail and the Sun and were like. Oh, these like border guards, you know, they waste all our money, uh, waste all our taxes. If I was, if I was doing it, I just tell, I just like kick them out. I would mm-hmm. just kick them out. You know, it's just an entertaining fantasy. And my real question is like, look, if the government is going to entertain these guys' fantasies, then why on earth won't they let me do my shipping importation of body pillows? <laughs> exactly, it's ridiculous. Why do they always seize so- Brain Force Plus at the border? <laughs> no, no, guys, I- maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just gonna. It's not. Border guards, they just want to seize all your body pillows. No. <laughs> I think they're seizing all the brain force plus for themselves because <laughs> the only way they could have come up with this idea is by doing four massive lines of brain force plus. <laughs> like, do we know what's in brain force? Soy. Soy. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, it contains soy. Liberal, liberal tears. Soy. It contains soy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're right. basically so, just like standard. I think someone did a test on it and they were just like, this is standard shit you get from Holland and Barrett with like mm-hmm. some, you know, gaming branding on it. And it contains more soy. Than I would like love to go to like an, a neo-fascist Holland and Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. That's what this, to go back to the, the yeah. border guards thing, the, the closest uh, parallel with this is either, you know, um, dad's Waffen SS, I guess, more than the Luftwaffe, they'd be the Waffen SS. Um, yeah. And, but the, uh, the other comparison I think is Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Uh, in the states, snacks in his hat. Because Sheriff, no, I think, that's, I think it's David Clark. Uh, oh, okay, Sher- yeah. Sheriff Joe Arpaio supervising Steven Seagal while he drives a tank through a man's and, house, and and <laughs> who also wrote the preface to Steven Seagal's book uh, novel, The Way of the Shadow Wolves. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, he's just a guy from New Jersey who had this sort of paranoid fantasy about sort of Mexicans spilling into the country and destroying it. And so he moved to Arizona to get himself elected sheriff so he could basically terrorize people. And that, Same. That, I, I, was, 
I was born in a place where people didn't accept racists for who they were. <laughs> and I moved to a, man, a place called Arizona where a man can be whoever he wants to be unless he's black or Mexican. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I for one, uh, am excited uh, to have a man who subsists on and looks like Gammon uh, try to jam his two-foot circumference wrist in my anus. Well, you know, yeah. you know well, I wish you'd stop Gammon shaming. I like, really now... <laughs> You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just not fair. You know, you know, Britain first did this. They went to like Calais and they were like, they went up to these Afghan migrants who were in the camp and they were like, we know that you've had a pretty tough time. And part of that is like Britain's fault. We know. But like, can you just not come to Britain? And it was like, it was really, you know, they, you know, Paul Gold is his name is Paul Golding, right? So he comes with like a Stone mm. Island jacket and stuff and he's like swaggering around. He's really tough. And like I this like Afghan Stoney. team, and this Afghan teenager who has no idea who this guy is. And just kind of look like his the whole video. He just looks at him, just like really perplexed until, and you can see Paul getting redder and madder and madder. And it was just basically just like this is like the internet, isn't it? It's like these guys who get mad online, so they've decided to take a little break and get mad offline. Ooh, going unplugged, <laughs> Ooh. like that Rod Stewart album. And this is why I'm so attracted to it. <laughs> is Paul Golding the fourth Paul brother, like Jake, <laughs> Joseph Watson, Golding? It's like. Pokemon, the second movie, where Ash, who is in a coma, by the way, has to get all the mystical balls in order to... Yeah. Um, it all <laughs> no, what you don't understand is they're all four horcruxes of Pope John Paul II. Oh, <laughs> coming back to bless us with his life. You He's guys like just are weird. So my favorite thing about uh, the volunteer border force is they will inevitably spawn a TV program called Celebrity Border Force, which is going to be hosted by Ollie Murs, uh, <laughs> the only man whose name rhymes with polymers. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be like episode one, like uh, Peter Andre cavity searches this Albanian man who looks suspiciously swarthy, uh, while Jan Janet Street Porter finds out how old this Syrian child really is. <laughs> The worst bit about this is that it's so plausible. I don't know whether to Black laugh or cry. Ah! Oh my god, I'm a phone! Ah! <laughs> Your mum, written by Charlie Brooker. <laughs> uh, guys, do we have time for a reading? Or do you have to go, Zane? No, we can do a reading. Okay. Mm. Uh, I, I would like to close out this Actually, segment. I, I don't read for strength. I'd like uh, to close out this segment um, before we get to our interview with Taylor. Uh, back in time. Ooh. Um, by reading... Uh, probably the most self-referential article uh, ever written on The Spectator. This We're doubling up on The Spectator this week. I'm going to have to subscribe to them eventually. Is this, an, is this an excerpt from your book I just threw in the bin? <laughs> Stop throwing my books in the bin. They're not good, but they don't deserve the bin. Um, okay. Is that a picture of a mosque on the front of you? <laughs> it, it is. My old, jo my old job was to like write... Quran um, translation was to uh, was to write sort of introductions to different academic topics and when it got published by taylor and francis i was given a bunch of copies why the muslims so have to be stopped by <laughs> r quinn published by spectator publishing <laughs> hey congratulations man Ugh. yeah um okay so uh the uh this article is entitled in defense of toby young by toby young <laughs> And uh, the, full circle. the author byline is Toby Young. I mean, didn't Tony, it's like Mark didn't Jacobs by Mark Jacobs in collaboration with Mark Tony Jacobs Blair do with this? Mark Jacobs? So like, <laughs> yeah, Tony Blair, like in defense of Tony Blair by Tony Blair. Ah, uh, for the Guardian, I think. Yeah. Ah, Tony, please, I just yeah. ate a big plate of Dinga Magoo. <laughs> this is a Simpsons reference. 
for those of you who don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe some of you aren't smart is enough. It, is the opening line of this article. Enough. I'm not smart enough. Look, I know. I disrespected the Bing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, uh, as we all know, uh, Toby Young, a lifelong failure. Uh, who is not young. Yeah, Toby. No. More like Toby old, in fact. Toby middle-aged. Yeah. Hey, hey um, to- Toby, log off, maybe. <laughs> played oh. by Simon Pegg in a film, a, a sort of about his life. Do you know about this? Simon no. Pegg played Toby Young in a film. Oh, what? Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. And um, now Simon Pegg, in character as Toby Young, has been appointed onto the um, Department for Education's. Uh, what is it? Uh, something for students. Anime regulation. Office for board. students. It is the anime regulation board. Yeah. yeah. That's what well, I heard. Toby Young was faced with the choice many of us were, which is man can only serve God or gammon. <laughs> and he chose gammon. Um, so Toby Young, Toby Young has essential has been appointed on to a quango. Apparently there's one left. Um, called the Office for Students, which exists to promote free speech on campus and ensure students get value for money. Hell Both yeah. things that I really think of when I think of higher education. Yeah. Um, also, Toby Young definitely thinks that quango is a word for women's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, um, after his appointment, uh, the Twitch Fork mob started trawling my website and gleefully tweeting links to politically correct things I'd written in the past. In one case, a 1998 article for a New York lads mag entitled I Was a Lesbian for the Night, which recounted my unsuccessful attempts to pick up a lipstick lesbian by dressing as a woman and embarking on a whistle-stop tour of Manhattan's LGBT scene. Wow. What's a lipstick lesbian? Like a feminine lesbian. Ah, right. A feminine lesbian woman. Yeah, so... uh, Toby Young is, is a actually an intellectual genius who. In, I thought it was someone who goes who goes lesbian for lipstick. Who, who not enga- normally a lesbian, but if there's lipstick on offer, <laughs> clearly engages in perform in performance art at in challenging gender norms. Obviously, I when mean, he's not busy looking like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Did you guys see his tweets that, that he's he's deleted like fifty fifty thousand? He no platformed himself. He no platformed himself. He did indeed. I don't. So I don't know if he was made to. That's a possibility mm. that he was made to, or because he is the kind of person who sort of he, as you can probably read in defense of Toby Young by Toby Young, he is the kind of person that very much sticks to what he said before. So it's kind of kind of weird that he's gone back and deleted so many tweets. In defense well, of talking about women's baps by Toby Young. Oh, yes, yes, yes. To- Toby Young is actually kind of a, you might say he's the ultimate feminist because he loves women so much. Dude, he is so obsessed with breasts. I need, I need to come clean here, which is that I was actually offered Toby Young's job on the condition, but I would delete the tweet that was... Um, I would delete all tweets with cum references and I refuse to because I support freedom of speech. I will die by it and I will die in a pool of cum if I have to. So proud of you, Hussein. Hi, mum. <laughs> does your mum listen to this? I think she Say, this, oh, this no. is, you picked a really... I'm so sorry, you, you, Hussein. Oh, no. You, you, you picked a really interesting... You picked a really interesting hill to die on. <laughs> a very interesting and sticky hill to die on. It's not a hill, it's like a river. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Elena, I think you, you've prepared some um I have some, some of the readings. tweets in front of me. They're, they're all the boob ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Uh-huh. So, um, what happened to Winkleman's breasts? Put on some weight, girly. <laughs> Hashtag comic relief. He's body positive. He, you know, he he thinks size zero Claudia Winkleman is, you know, it's not saying an an unrealizable role model for the women of today. And he just, he wants her to be her full self. Okay. So I have another one. Danny Boyle's wife's got huge knockers. Hashtag Oscars. (laughs) 
Uh, but actually, it transpired that actually it was uh, Danny Boyle's daughter who was a minor at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, according to someone on Twitter. No, it's, it's um, Toby Young is no is a brilliant comic wit, according to the foreign secretary, which makes him qualified for this role. Uh-huh. And, you know, he knows that he has to push the borders in order to really maintain fresh comedy and be a social critic. It's Don't just, worry. It's just, about it's, just, it's just in this case, uh, the border is the age of consent. <laughs> Don't worry, Toby Young doesn't say inappropriate things about women, says Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> By my famously high standards. <laughs> okay, one more. And uh, I'm not entirely sure what this was in response to, but I think it's actually better that <laughs> I, don't, I don't put it into context. So it just says, actually, mate, I had my dick up her ass. Ooh, and yeah. he was tweeting at the same time, which is vintage, impressive. Vintage 2009 Toby Young. And he's, I mean, been, you know, he's been forced to... Well, I, sorry, uh-huh. I, I should clarify. He, I don't know if he's Tweets been have been deleted. His tweets have been deleted. The but not his account. No. <laughs> Possibly by aliens. We'll never know. Yeah. Uh, but that's the, his, his excuse for this, um, largely, was that he, um, he held this sort of sophomoric and uh, the sort of misguided opinions of a younger man of only 40. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, I find that incredible <laughs> as an excuse. It's like it's like he's seen all these uh, these um, sort of twenty somethings get dragged for tweets they sent when they were like in their teens, and he's just like, "Yes, but I was younger then. I didn't know anything." And it's like, Dude, he was a mere ephebe. Now, could uh, have been go, appealing go, to Roy Moore. Going back to the the article briefly, um, he says the actual objections uh, to him him being on the board of the OFS are feeble. Furious academics, such as Danny Blanchard, the left-wing economist, etc., etc., have demanded to know what experience I have of working in higher education, which I think if you're going to regulate higher education is pretty reasonable. Um, and he says, actually, uh, it's a benefit because he doesn't know anything about higher education <laughs> and therefore uh, won't be bound by, its, by the biases of people working in the sector who are burdened with things like knowledge. I mean, didn't he, he said something along the lines of like the people who are the least qualified to tackle racism are victims of racism themselves yes he did say that um, so yeah. at least he's consistent yeah like the yeah. least qualified people should be given the most important but it's job. a bit i want to see toby young's like ideas iphone note where he's like gynecologists are biased by their training they should let unbiased people like me look at the baps it's <laughs> true <laughs> gynecologists do <laughs> they look at they look at your baps and say those are well nice love that's how it works your knockers oh need God. reduction i think my gynecologist might not be union registered <laughs> to- toby toby young went to went to the nuts school of medicine <laughs> these nuts um so yeah. he uh, he says the reason for all this confected outrage, of course, is that I'm a conservative and an open supporter of Brexit. Same. Because I've said and done some pretty sophomoric things in the past, uh, you know, like the dick up the arse thing. Fun tweets. And the government's Norman opponents, the government's opponents think that they can use me to embarrass Theresa May. I mean, true. That's the one true thing he says in this article. The government's opponents who are at this stage, basically everyone. <laughs> Including many people in the government. Yeah. <laughs> but that's- I, I would love to talk to someone, like someone vaguely high up in the Conservative Party, like off the record about what they really think about this. I'd be fascinated to hear because I, I 
bet you any money there's like a lot of divide there because there always is this is politics in 2018 because i i reckon even theresa may knows that this is just completely fucked and like they're they're actually appointing toby young because he's the only person in the country who still genuinely believes that what they're doing is good and fine so just like <laughs> we want to put him under close observation to work out if it's possible i think that, that there's maybe a, there's some truth in that because i think someone posted that like you know if you look at toby young stuff he's consistently been supportive of consecutive conservative leaders and like he's a friend of michael gove he doesn't um <clears throat> he doesn't shy away from that he supported him when he was trying to like do his run for um conservative party leader um so i think there is, there is some truth there is some truth in that but i think there's also um there's something bigger in this which is really like the state of conservatism maybe not just in the uk maybe in the us too which is that it largely just exists in order to get people mad like conservatives will do stuff just to try and make liberals like go nuts yeah um and largely succeed and i mean yeah. honestly they do they're, they're very very good at it yeah removing your health care to trigger the libs <laughs> and, and 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 that's just but and that's just it right like i can only imagine someone would appoint toby young to something like if they wanted it to fail producers style like <laughs> like the, the OFS is basically this government's version of springtime for Hitler. Some people, some <laughs> people, sorry, some people call, call it a it. joke. I call it a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to get just one quick thing on the, on this Toby Young thing. One of his main sort of uh, sort of statements that he's qualified for the role, other than just that he was a, a failed free school governor who's actually been asked to dissociate from the movement because of his sheer incompetence and how much he ran his free school into the ground. Um, the The other big thing he thinks is that is that he's oh just because i'm a conservative all of the left doesn't want me in this position of power how unfair and it's like well no you're right we don't like that's what that's politics tory's not a race you fucking dullard imagine if out of fairness we just wanted toby young in power like no if you're gonna have if you're gonna have corbyn you should have toby young as well yeah i want that so much i want a government that is run jointly between corbyn and toby young <laughs> and they have to get along and, <laughs> and we make a sitcom out of it Wait, isn't that like oh toby what, what are you doing was? <laughs> no no because the coalition <laughs> government was really just two tories so. yeah and well, and then, Poor and, Nick but like that's, but like the Democrats in the states, uh, Sir Nick Clegg. So, <laughs> listen to my real politic episode. I have an aneurysm about that. The absolute night. Um, no, what um, this is what the Democrats in the states are actually trying to do, where they're saying, ah, maybe we'll win if we just run John McCain. <laughs> Like, like, to be fair, he's very popular after inventing the oven chips. <laughs> the, de the Democrats want to really like oven chips. <laughs> they're going to run really nice. yeah, and the smiley faces as well. Yum, yum, yeah. yum. Because that because that's the thing. A lot of I think there are a lot of liberals who are actually taken in by this fallacy that if we have a balance of of left and conservative views, we're actually going to get somewhere good. Whereas really, all Toby want, Young wants to do is ensure that Paul Golding has unfettered access to everyone's dorm room so that he can come in and just like read his Twitter timeline to you while you sleep. To be fair, I would mm. do that if I was allowed to. Hussain does already yeah. come to my house and do that. I, um, I, I stand outside with a megaphone and I just read all my tweets and call her a coward. This uh, is an anime. Is Everything's a manga. Anime. It's like that episode of Dexter's Lab where he goes to sleep listening to that French language tape and uh -huh. then he gets stuck and all he wakes up and all he can say Sorry. is, I'm going to do from don't, don't you mean that episode of Black Mirror? <laughs> <laughs> and then Elena wakes up in the morning and all she can say is, come. <laughs> it's true. It's happened on many occasions. It makes, it makes work incredible incredibly awkward and uh -huh. and now I've, I've slipped into my posh girlfriend accent oh no my cover is blown <laughs> my cover is blown my cover <laughs> my cover so um that's why i'm calling condoms now 
Oh my god. A cumbrella. <laughs> Listen to our trenchant this political so, podcast. Follow me on Twitter. It's so different now you're not in the bowl. It's so like, we <laughs> don't have to like pause awkwardly trying to hear the joke you're making. But that is what having sex with me is like. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, we have like DM some very serious guests to come on. Oh um, God, we, you're right. Yeah. And like, we were having this conversation. Follow me on Twitter, guys. We guests. were having this conversation of like what episodes should we send them and what one should we make sure they don't listen to? We should just get them to listen to an episode of the New Statesman podcast. <laughs> yeah, just pretend that's your podcast. You should do James that. James Dellingpole's podcast. That's really smart. <laughs> that's so smart. No, James. honestly, do that. Like, I I, like, I respect that. I, uh, so I, I, I want to I say one, one more sort of I, I thing I think has popped into my head about the Toby Young thing, which is because he's, he's complaining that he's being unfairly targeted for being a conservative. Um, it, it's... But he's so perfectly incompetent that I think the only way to understand this is by imagining him as uh, the burglars from Home Alone. Uh, but he's called the police because Kevin keeps hitting them with uh, a paint can. That's how I imagine <laughs> he him. breaks into the house and he gets hit in the face with a paint can. And he goes, so much for the tolerant left. <laughs> uh, all right. Shall we uh, transition to our uh, interview with Taylor? Transition. addicted I was which it's now defunct but Spencer Matthews used to have a blog on the Daily Mail and his blog was called <laughs> Mail Online <laughs> no oh yes oh, it's, it's Spencer Matthews Mail Online like M-A-L-E online dot daily mail dot co dot UK and it's, one, the, the archives are still up it's amazing I'm for one I'm excited <laughs> that the Daily Mail will finally be publishing a masculine voice <laughs> I mean I mean Mail Online is the name of my newsletter um, in which I talk about my very good pickup theories. So I'm a bit offended. A Mail Online is also the name of my newsletter where I just talk about medieval armor. <laughs> okay. um, and like other crusading related topics. Like trebuchets, you know, normal shit. So, so I yeah. wanted to move on to the, 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 big, the big topic we were yes. hoping to cover. Mm. Um, which is little pump. Uh, <laughs> which is which is little pump Gucci gang. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, the way in which uh, YouTube has once again enabled some just completely insane and execrable uh, behavior. Shocking. I know. I know. I mean, yeah. I'm hesitant to say YouTube. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. YouTube enabled it, but like. Yeah, we all enable it. They're not the ones that were, you know, out in Suicide Forest. It wasn't Susan Wojcicki or whatever. It was... Ah, the the brothers Paul, Jake, Logan, Logan, Logan and Joseph Watson. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we've killed a (laughs) lady. You guys alive. So, um... Imagine my shock. Taylor, (laughs) when I discovered a lifeless body. So, uh, Taylor, do you just want to basically tell us, um... 
tell us and our listeners what happened. Just do a quick recap sure. of this crazy. So new uh, Logan Paul, iconic vlogger, uh, half of, you know, one fifty uh, percent of the Paul brothers, which are Jake and Logan. His Logan's his younger brother. They're both vloggers. The whole family's vloggers. Um, <laughs> and crazy Uncle Joseph Watson. Uh, and anyway, um, so Logan's been on this sort of trip through Japan. He's been vlogging every day. He posts a vlog of his life every day. He's done that for over, you know, almost, I don't know, almost two years, over a year. Um, and so he goes off. There's this popular, not popular, but it's like a tourist attraction in Japan, this place called Suicide Forest. And it's this really beautiful scenic forest um, by Mount Fuji. And it's also uh, has a sort of a darker underbelly. It's a place where a lot of people go to kill themselves. So, um, so Logan and his vlog squad go there to hunt for ghosts, naturally. They walk about 100 meters into the woods. <laughs> That's what, what they were there to do. Yeah. Wow, and is he working with Derek Accord? So now? they so they walk about hundred okay. meters into so the Logan's woods in the and they encounter a man who has recently hung himself. Like recently in the body was like hours old. Uh, and obviously, first of all, I'm so mad that I did not write this up right away because I have alerts set for um for Logan's videos, and uh, and I saw this go up, and I was like, oh, it's a fucking prank. Like, there's no way that that's real. Like, it's a prank. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Watch it. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, yeah. this is this is fake. This has got to be fake. Um, granted, I saw it at, like, 5 a.m. My, my time. I didn't so even, I mean, I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's real, I, I, because you can see him just, like, totally, like, just he's like completely unable to like comprehend what's happening and just keeps making stupid jokes and it's just like so bad but but yeah but the time, I mean I, initially I was like okay you found a dead body there's no way that's real whatever bye and then uh then it kind of blew up online and yeah so basically I mean here's the thing these guys come across the body they don't know what to do they naturally start filming their reactions um they you know they call for help um, but they also like take, take the vlog camera up to the body and are like zooming in on the man's body and they obscured his face, which, okay, fine. But they're like, this is somebody's loved one. And they are just like, just completely like it, it dehumanizing this, this man who had, had just died. And so, uh, then at the end of it, you know, um, they do this kind of like Logan does this like kind of like phony PSA and blah, 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 posts it. Obviously, there's huge backlash. He has to uh, release several apologies. And then uh, now has said that he's taking taking a break from vlogging for who knows, probably just a few days. But I thought it was every day, bro. Uh, but that's that <laughs> is Jake. You guys are confusing these two. Oh, no. That was merely addressed to Logan Paul. Yeah. That's why it's bro. It's like, yeah. So what, what I find really sort of the thing that I sort of can't shake about this is that, you know, it's it's not like posting a vlog is something that you just sort of, you know, do over the... It's not, you don't just film it and then post it. Like, you have to go home, upload edit, it, edit, edit it. it. He, like, Logan had, like, ample opportunity for second thoughts. Here's the thing with Logan, and he is just so ignorant. <laughs> and so, and with all of these YouTubers, I mean, they're completely surrounded by enablers like they're surrounded by people that are either making money off them or or getting you know getting fame off of them um like they don't usually have anyone to kind of like look at the content before it goes live or like say like hey this is a pr disaster like they don't have a lot of oversight a lot of them don't even have press people so i mean logan has a press person but he, the press person is like 
to set up interviews or do promotion around some brand deal he's in. It's not to like do like day-to-day management and they the need... The press person is like a golden retriever on Adderall. <laughs> yeah, these Sounds kids need like adult Logan. supervision. <laughs> Logan's 22 I mean, and he should know I'm better, a- but... Yeah. Am, am I right in thinking Logan started out on Vine, right? Yes. He was one of yeah. those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we finally corner Logan Paul in the old mill, remove the mask, and it was Dapper Laughs all along. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait, do you know who Dapper Laughs is? I don't. It's he, who is that? Oh, oh you're, yeah, you're yeah. missing out. I feel like we shouldn't... Uh, no, I, I had to learn uh, who Dapper Laughs was as a Canadian who just lives here. Everyone's um, favorite turtleneck satirist. Yeah, he is... Uh, he, in fact, he... Um, and this sort of links back into the Logan Paul thing pretty well because what Dapper Laughs did is he was a comedian who put on this character who was like, you know, extremely, you know, like misogynist and racist and stuff, but he was kind of laddish, kind of a bro. And so, it's you like know, British lad humor, just like, oh, yeah. lads, we'll go for pints and we'll have a cheeky Nando's. But he used to, so he, I think he, I recall he got into, he got into hot water because he dealt with a heckler on stage by basically suggesting that he would have sex with her against her will or something. Mm-hmm. He also had like, yeah, yeah but then, he was then, the one who oh, had I remember the this. Actually, like, um, got a girl's bra off, and then it's like, take yeah. your bra off, love, with yeah. like a knife in his hand, yeah. which he's and, since deleted. And so, but then what he did was he went on TV the yeah. next day wearing a turtleneck and I think unnecessary glasses to look extra contrite. And he said that much of what he was doing was parodying oh and God. raising awareness about toxic masculinity. And this was on this was on Newsnight, oh which is like my the flagship. God news program in the UK like on like the if, BBC it's yeah. like so it's it's up there with like the biggest news programs in and the UK what, 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 what strike what but like- Okay, but like Logan wouldn't even like have the the like like that's honestly like that that's like he that's like more like PR spin than like than like Logan well, would, would ever encounter. Like I feel like like that's like like saying that you were actually just doing that to like raise awareness of toxic like that's so insane. Oh, but, but he, also like he doubled back knows, on it. I don't know. Logan didn't maybe like six months later. Like he did like this weird video where turtleneck dapper laughs was in heaven and then like he got in, it was encountered by real dapper oh, laughs Jesus. wait i love this oh, how do i not know about this person i need to go Big brother investigate house, uh, now, sometimes i hate this country and he will be the most woke person in there like, <laughs> oh, no, he's going in, and there's a drag queen called courtney act who was on rupaul's drag race and she's also going in and i'm quite excited about that bit to, to go back to go back to logan paul for a second um i just wanted to touch on the point that you said about like these YouTubers, I don't know whether like you'd call them naive or like just having enablers around them. And some, yeah. some, something that happened to you online yeah. was like when you had made a comment about YouTubers expecting to get paid for media interviews. Oh yeah, that whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah, let me get into that. Sure. So, so yeah. So one thing that like I've encountered recently um, is like, I'll reach out to YouTubers and they'll be like, they, they just don't, so, and I'm not talking about the Logan Pauls of the world who have press handlers. It's like people with like 50,000, 100,000 subscribers and I'll like reach out to them about something and they just, and they want to get paid. And then the conception is, which I found out apparently most people on Twitter think that anyone quoted in a news article is paid because they're helping create content which is insane. Um, and also like news companies are going bankrupt left and right. So I just think it's hilarious that they think that like any fucking random quote, like, like some person that's like, yeah, it's snowing a lot today gets like $150 or whatever. Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, so like, I feel like it's funny because one thing that I, I didn't, 
tweet and I, I think people like first of all all these like super right wing wackos retweeted it which is what made it go viral it honestly wasn't as much of it up for debate but like most of the time when I when that happens like I have to explain to the YouTuber like so actually like no like we don't just pay anyone quoted um you know but this is valuable for whatever, whatever. And it's valuable for a lot of reasons, right? Like shaping their public image, like, you know, explaining something, clarifying something, whatever, whatever, or just they want a profile. And all I've never lost an interview because we didn't pay them. Like, I've never had somebody, once I explain, like, hey, so we don't pay, like, be like, oh, I don't want to do the interview. They're still all really hungry for press. Like, YouTubers are, like, the thirstiest people ever. Like, they, they, it's, you know, whatever. So, um, so, but it's just, like, this, like, education. And I think that that is because so many of them are not, they don't come up through the traditional Hollywood system where they, like, get a manager, they get an agent right away. It's like, they're just, like, in their room vlogging. And then someone calls them and is like, hey, so like, can you do an interview? And they're like, that's content. Content is money. I need money. This is, and this is and sort of like, perpetuated uh, by like, you know, no. so I saw the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, like my 2017 was awesome because um, I made tons of money videos. Oh, yeah, he, he, he bought a six and a half million dollar house yeah. and then made a school bus into a party bus. Same. What, what, no, into a cool a bus. A cool, cool bus. bus. Which yeah. is a pun, so um, it's good. That's something your dad would do to convince you to I go mean, to school. I mean, they're making insane amounts of money um, and they're not making money from giving interviews. I mean, the, the, the irony is, which I felt like at lost because it was like all these like mainstream media haters that we have in the States being like, yeah, this system is changing. They don't need you. But it's like, no, they do. Like you've seen, case in point, what Logan did yesterday like if you lose control of the media narrative you're fucked as a youtuber i i, I had a look on tw- i had a look on twitter on the way here and i saw like quite a sizable number of like 10 11 12 year olds who were still kind of you know supporting logan still kind of in your mentions <laughs> as a low gag it may or may not have included me so, I'm yeah really- i mean they don't care by the way like it's like you know i don't know what you guys were into when, when you were younger but i was like ride or die and sync fan and like i mean JC Chazé could like murder someone in the street and I I wouldn't care. Like you you know like it's this whole thing where the it's it's a, you're it's like a crazy young prepubescent fandom that they don't they don't really care. They're always going to give the star who they admire and and who they consider honestly like a friend like the benefit of the doubt. So when Logan's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Like I didn't know, you know, like I really, I really misinterpreted this. Like they're like, oh no, totally Logan. Like no worries, you know, like. But that's like a, I I, I see that as a fandom thing rather than necessarily an internet celebrity. Well, Logan didn't actually think the guy was dead. (laughs) He thought it was Jake Paul playing a prank. I can't laugh at this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which is the sort of thing Jake Paul would think would be a funny prank. It's true. As long as you leap out and say pranked, well, it's a prank. Well, do you remember the, oh God, his name. Sam Pepper. Keep, oh, yeah. Sam Pepper. I mean, um, yeah. so Sa- Some of these. Pre- yeah. So yeah. When Sam Pepper did that whole, like I pretended to kill someone's friend thing and that blew up. Just want to say one thing though, especially about Jake Paul and, and Logan too. Um, like they actually go through a lot of like, they jump through a lot of hoops to remain family friendly. So even though like, I mean, obviously this was a huge misstep. That video was not family friendly. And like, you know, Jake has done a lot of other shit that's not family friendly, but like they don't swear in their videos. Like they try to maintain a semi like, like they try to like basically not they they don't want to get demonetized from YouTube they know how to play by YouTube's rules they also want to be family friendly enough that like they're not like too edgy where parents aren't gonna let them you know kids go sign like go to their pop-up shop and stuff 
It's because ultimately, like, and this is this is sort of any time the Pauls sort of come up, I sort of I always I, I always remember sort of the the parents who are you know chucking money at uh, at bodyguards to try and let them into the shop to spend thousands yeah. of dollars on merch yeah. because that's buy that much because this is the it's because it's that's why I think it's sort of it's I think it's all sort of fundamentally insidious. Yeah. Well, parents want to make their kids happy. It's like, you know, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's, they want to make their kids happy. Their kids are obsessed and enamored with this guy. They scream and cry till they see them. And I don't know, you know, like I, I understand from a parent, it's like, you're never going to understand what kids love. Um, kids also never idolize like the straight A boring student that just plays by the rules. Like they like the kind of people that speak back to authority or do crazy things or, you know, so they can live vicariously. Like that's just so how, like, how Jake and Logan Paul speak to authority seems to be, they just sort of, they sort of, they are, yeah, they, they are sort of, they sort of anarchic and unempathetic and they sort of, they, they sort of offend sideways and that, you know, causes, and, they, and so, and, and that just sort of ends up reinforcing the authority of, of purchasing shit. Well, they're like a sort of Dadaist anarchic force. Like your parents say, go to school, get a job. I say, buy that merch. Well, did you? Yeah, my favorite, like his Christmas song, where he literally spells out the URL to his merch shop. Oh god! Oh my god! Spend a hundred dollars, free great. shipping, y'all. Okay, that's actually great. <laughs> well, it was crazy. It was, it was so surreal being in that. I mean, I literally did feel like I was in Black Mirror when I'm like in the merch shop, you know, and that song is playing, and these kids are just like losing their minds over this guy, and like it was just like. It was such a surreal experience, and you realize the power that these influencers have over these young and then, kids. And then the and, kid was um, like, "Mom, can you buy me this T-shirt?" And she turned around, and her mom was a phone. Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a Team Ten what, sweatshirt right by now. Charlie Brooker. One yeah. one th- one thing that I saw was people kind of saying, "But oh, if Jake and Logan and like the rest of the Team Ten gang and like whatever." Like leave you like YouTube's finished, right? Now you know there's there's two really interesting narratives. Because on the one hand, like you have all these right wing YouTubers like Bill Mitchell and stuff yeah. who are like, oh, if we leave YouTube or not Bill Mitchell, what's like friend of, Ruben. Fr- friend of the show, oh, Mike yeah, Sergio, Joseph, Paul, Paul Joseph Watson. You have all these contingents of people who are like, if we leave YouTube and the platform's finished and therefore you need us more than we need you. Um, and then on the other, I mean, and I can sort of see some sense in that, in that if those guys leave then all YouTube is, is just like, you know, ripped Star Wars videos and like well, dads who do like weird. It's, both, it's like, what I use it for, which pick. is ISIS techno remixes. <laughs> oh, like ISIS techno remixes. My, my current um, favorite genre of YouTube video is when someone takes the uh, Skinner and Superintendent steamed hams clips from 22 short films about Springfield and does something weird with it where they're like stretched into seven minutes and put Metal Gear Solid sound <laughs> effects in it. I've lost entire days to the steamed hams video. <laughs> I, I, get, I guess I wanted to know, like, you know, as someone who kind of reports on this and probably thinks about what the future of these platforms look like, yes. do you think that there is a risk that these guys will just say, you know, screw it, I'm going to leave and, like, go to Gab <laughs> They're not going to go to Gab. So the irony is that they need each other. The, Logan and Jake and them, they need YouTube as much, on it, to be honest, more than, than YouTube needs them. I mean, YouTube is a behemoth. Like you just mentioned, there's so many sub-communities. This is not Vine 2014, 2015, like when, when those were the people driving the majority of views on the app, like 
you know, YouTube is huge. And also what I think a lot of these influencers don't realize is how short their shelf life is, you know, unless they can successfully kind of like pivot themselves into more and more of a mainstream celebrity or like develop something that gives them a little bit more staying power. Like these kids, you know, the, the 12 year old super fan is going to be 16 and think that it's lame, you know, to, to still like Jake Paul. So it's, uh-huh. Yeah, anyway, basically, no. Like, when, when they're like, oh, like, I'm leaving. They, they would never leave YouTube. I mean, if they did, that would, they'd be cutting off of their, one of their most biggest revenue streams. So, that no. So, one thing you mentioned that I want to kind of follow, you saw about the 12-year-old fan. Uh, I also recently sort of saw that Jake Paul uh, had begun sort of using child labor. Child soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> A six-year-old has joined Team 10, Ben Hampton. Um. Is he like nine years old and richer than like all of us? He's six years old and he's probably richer than all of us. <laughs> yes. <Normal. laughs> or Jake's wow. getting richer. I mean, Jake takes a percentage of everyone's salary that joins Team 10. So, <laughs> so he's, he's just- Basically, um, yeah, so with Ben Hampton, he his dad is this like super connected social media um, marketing type person. Shocking. And deals with a lot of these influencers and um ben is this like really energetic kind of like kooky kid and his parents started posting pictures of him on instagram and it kind of blew up on instagram and he just like idolizes jake like he was in jake's instagram story uh this morning and um you know Jake just like jokes around with him and he's like, hey, buddy, like I pranked your car. And Jake's like, oh, I'll never. But Jake is like a weird, like fatherly figure to him, too, or like an older brother. Um, it's no, this like, kid's uh, going to go full Steven Paddock. I mean, here's the thing, like and I and maybe I'm too sort of like generous, but this it's like, OK, this kid idolizes Jake right now. He's six years old. He's asked, you know, what what do you want to be when I, he grew up? He says a vlogger like most kids today, like they idolize vloggers, um, or like young kids at least, you know, who knows what he's going to be like when he's 15. I don't think it's like inherently bad to, um, like get your kid into the entertainment industry. I just think that you want to do it in a responsible way. His father does seem to like have limits around him. So it's not like, you know, it's not like he's like leaving this kid at the team 10 house. Like basically Ben can come along with his father when his father is doing work or like shoots and stuff like that. Um, but like he's not like Jake, you know, he, this kid isn't living with Jake full time. Thank God. I don't even know how that would play out. But like, <laughs> so, so, you he, know. so he's not like the child of trash future. <laughs> we, put, we put fentanyl in your pop tarts as a prank. It's hard because I, in one sense, I'm sympathetic to the struggles of like, you know, like I can't imagine what it's like to be 20 years old and not have any guidance um, and just kind of have all this money and all this autonomy and no one checking your impulses. Like it, obviously like it's a recipe for disaster. um, But on the other hand, I don't know. These people should know better. I feel like you don't, we don't really have a clear idea even from YouTube celebrities from like the really early days, like Lonely Girl 15 days. They're so Um, different. Exactly. It's it's completely different because like Lonely Girl 15, I would argue was one of the first she was one of the first of this style of vlogging. She I don't was an know. actress. Yeah, but it's like so different. Like even since this whole like Vine takeover of YouTube, which is honestly like really, like I don't know if you guys watched the 2017 YouTube rerun video, it's hosted by Lele Pons and like it, it's all like Vine, it's all former Viners. And there's this whole kind of like click and generation of YouTube stars that that aren't at their heart and soul like creators or life casters. It's more about like, 
drama, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's something very different um, with the influencers of today versus 2015 or 2013 or certainly like 2009. So um, I think that the culture is totally different too. And the amount of money that they're getting is totally different. And the, the mainstream kind of legitimacy that they're getting is only growing. And I just mean mainstream, like legitimacy is in the sense that like, suddenly like these people have a really important place in culture and they're um, being relied on to like sell products or. And that seems to be just, so it's picking on something you said earlier, which is that it's now that it's now that these people sort of have no, have no checks on them. They have, they are behaving absurdly and that it's the drama that's driving this sort of incredible upward spiral of, of, you know, of, of wealth that's being generated both for the vloggers and for YouTube and, uh, and 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 you know shareholders like Alphabet and so on, and it's it is this I think outrageousness that might that may this is why I was saying, we're getting to earlier right like, this is why Logan Paul films the dead body yeah I mean I I saw a bunch of takes yesterday that were like this is the natural conclusion of YouTube or like this is what you get you know when you just let vloggers run wild on YouTube and it's like ugh, I don't know I mean I some people wrote better things than others in, in that line. And I was actually really mad. I've been working on this other story like all week. And I, all I wanted to do was like write shit about uh, Logan Paul. My editor is like, no, you need to do other actual work. Both. But um, I mean, that is my also actual work, but I have had other priorities here. Um, but, um, but I, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't think it's like necessarily just YouTube. Like these people are massive on like they're, they're big on YouTube right now because YouTube's allowing them to monetize. So that's the platform that they focused a lot in, but most of them are just as engaged, if not more in on Instagram. And they're extremely focused on building their Instagram audience. Like Instagram is a, a huge platform that they live and die by also and, um, and use, you know, when they're pitching themselves to, to brands and things like that. So, um, I I don't know, like, yeah, YouTube is big, but I mean, Logan Paul specifically too, also was built this massive audience on Facebook. I mean, he obviously doesn't put as much effort into it as YouTube because he can't monetize it, but, um, or he might even have, he might have like pre-roll and mid-roll videos, but he has, I mean, he has over 16 million fans on Facebook. So the, these people are like sort of like masters of social media and they can kind of take over any platform. Um, and so I don't think it's just like, I don't think it's just YouTube facilitating drama. I think it's like these people sort of like co-opting social platforms to um, promote themselves and they promote themselves with drama, obviously, but... I do think the other thing um, we should probably mention with regards to this is um, it, it's again talking about the inevitability of it. And what I the first thing I did when I saw it was I searched, you know, the name of the forest, which I, I can't pronounce. Um, yeah. And um, there are just thousands of videos, plus one really good vice documentary with a guy who goes around trying to convince people not to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend yeah. watching that. But also loads of videos in the similar vein of what. Logan Paul set out to do which is like we spent we spent a night in the creepy suicide forest Mm. and I find it incredibly difficult to believe that any of them went in there thinking oh I hope you know thinking oh I hope we don't see a dead body I think they all kind of hope that would happen I think they probably hope that there's like haunting and spooky shit that will happen that will like lead to better vlog content um I almost feel like a like a dead body is like kind of too edgy. I can't imagine that, that Logan would have like wanted to find that just because I think it like 
clearly kind of fucked up the vision and the, I mean, most of what they do is like kind of like jokey, like teen, like, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I guess I don't think that they necessarily, I think they probably would love to have like found a ghost or like had some interesting stuff happen. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're modeling but themselves. Like, so Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, right? We're back to yeah. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they're modeling themselves after the best blog of all time, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, it's funny though, like, you know, and also, I don't know, and I maybe I'm guilty of this. Too. I mean, look, like drama has taken over YouTube in a in a crazy way, but there's always been so much. I think people are paying attention to it now, and it's getting mainstream attention because these people have a bigger place in mainstream culture. But you know, v- vloggers fighting with each other and a lot of the other kind of stuff that fuels the daily kind of like drama uh, quota for YouTube. Like, I don't know, like everything on drama alert, for instance, like that stuff has been happening for years. Like, especially in the gaming community, there just, there's like constant drama, people swatting each other, people calling each other out, diss tracks on each other. Like that's been going on for a long time. It's just that because these people have a bigger place in mainstream culture, it's bleeding into like the larger universe. And I think more like mainstream media is paying attention to it. Well, you think that's going to like last for long though? Like as an, as an aspirational YouTuber myself, <laughs> I'm sort of worried that like my window is about to close You're late. Soon. I honestly, it's funny. Like, I mean, a lot of the top um, subscribers, there was some study out recently, but like, you know, a lot of them actually have had, they haven't, they've sort of flatlined, right? Like a lot of them have reached their, um, they're not growing exponentially as more and it's such a crowded market. And because like every... F- 15 year old with an iPhone wants to be a vlogger. It's really hard to make your mark. You basically have to make your mark on a smaller social app, get really big there and then become huge. So like the biggest YouTubers now are like ex Viners, ex Musical.ly people, kids that come over from Instagram. So, um, you know, I don't think, I think in terms of this like influencer culture, like maybe I think if the economy starts to get shittier, to be honest, a lot of it will seem kind of, tone deaf like I mean I remember I was around in the 2008 uh, recession and I remember there was a lot of kind of like backlash against this like really exorbitant consumption um with like Paris Hilton and like a lot of the early reality stars, like at sort of like post-financial crisis, that all seemed very like strange. And and I think like a different kind of stardom, like a, a different kind of like celebrity kind of emerged. And I think that like, if, I don't know, you know, we have this like crazy president in America right now. I think like if the country does take a turn or like, I think like a larger cultural forces will probably force them to become irrelevant or like this, this, this type of influencer to become well, irrelevant. Well, I'm calling it now 2020 Republican ticket, Logan and Jay. Paul. <laughs> I mean, you million dollars, no taxes, y'all. I mean, you joke. First of all, they're not they're not old enough. They have to be 35, but you know Jake has already announced that he's going to run for president one day. You joke, you joke, but I genuinely genuinely think there will be like a YouTuber in in the White House at some point. Guys, let's not forget when Obama invited like 30 of the biggest YouTubers, like he invited like everyone on Vine to the, there's this like famous picture of them all on the White House lawn and people were like, one of these people is going to end up running our country. I mean, didn't oh J- Jake, Paul, J- oh Jake Paul's like stayed the night in the White House. I love, I love the, all right, social experiment. I'm going to press the nuclear button. <laughs> Pranked. <laughs> Pranked. North guys, Korea, pranked. Guys, I'm well, they sorry, let, I, I don't know if you guys do too, they war. let YouTubers like interview all of the presidential candidates. Like Lele Pons, I think like, or not Lele, it was like Tyler Oakley and like, I don't know, but they they did this whole thing um, where they were like letting YouTubers interview the presidential candidates and it was just 
cringeworthy. Well, I, it, it is. We are going to get like a, um, a, a, a weird, distorted kids YouTube wrongheads president in 2024. Oh, God, sure? the wrongheads exactly. thing. <laughs> like, one of, like one of those toy freaks kids is definitely going to be. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> the, one, the one kind of no wrongheads video I would watch would be one where it's just Jake and Logan Paul. Because what difference does it make who has what head? <laughs> one has flat hair. God. Oh, no. Can we? Logan Paul looks like He-Man from the cartoon. Oh my god, he does! (laughs) In his like apology video, I couldn't get over his hair. It was like I know his hair has gotten so next level. It it, it used to like it's always been this crazy thing, but it's like his hair. I don't know what he's doing with it now. It's it's true. It's it's true. Like 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 hyper technological turbo capitalism is destroying the haircuts of the nation. (laughs) 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 I hope that like I don't know. I just. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, unfortunately, and maybe this is me being cynical too, like this has just only made them more famous. So who knows? You know, it's like you forget it's or somebody I was talking to. This is like kind of a well-known sort of trope, but it's like you kind of like get to know someone's name right from some scandal. And then like, you know, six months later, you forget the scandal and you just kind of know their name. And then six months later, it's like you see their name again. I don't know. Like it's really easy to. I guess just become famous and then ride off your fame and it doesn't matter if you're like famous for the wrong reasons or I'm writing a thing on bad baby uh Danielle Bergoli do you guys know who she is the cash me outside girl yeah wow she's in she's how about that she's yeah she's done some interesting things with her fame like really like she's totally right so she's like totally and first of all this girl is 14 years old but she's completely um I think like harnessed and pivoted herself like her from public image um like in a period of like like a year like she I mean also she just gifted she just paid off her mom's mortgage and like it's so it's so bizarre where like this girl is basically like famous because of this like public feud that she had with her mother and like now everyone's like rooting for her and she's like paying off her mom's mortgage and she's like putting out like hit music and like I don't know it's just this like did you you see funnily enough there was a video of her I think dragging Logan Paul today that had gone viral and I was just like I was like this is wild I was like I swear like six months ago everyone was going crazy at her and now it's like the other side and they're cheering her on she's now an establishment figure (laughs) yeah I know people are like what is what does bad baby think of this (laughs) (laughs) it's funny though I want to know her views on Brexit look I for one think we need to give president bad baby a chance (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's it's just it's so funny how um like these people can just be built up and torn down so much like even Jake it's I mean he's done some stuff but it's like I've seen him like like idolized and then and then he gets backlash and then he's idolized again and then, and then it's like backlash and then it's like wait let's give him another like it's kind of like I think anytime he pivots to or swings too far on one side like another side is like what if he's actually good you know and then it's like <laughs> Jake Paul actually a narco-communist well this is uh, this this I think the what this what we think one thing I think that sort of really kind of been dancing around is just that it it is now that it is 2018 stroke 2015 um Irony is dead. Metaphor is meaningless, and the line between uh, and the line between entertainer and entertainment and audience is non-existent. Uh, everything is completely literal, and um, and 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 sort of f- and fame and drama and controversy no longer have any content. They just quite simply are drama. It's that's why it's why we go into Jake Paul's slogan. It's every day, bro. What's every day? What is it? It's Black Mirror. 
Vlog. <laughs> the, the long, days of the week become a phone. The, the, long, the, long, the long dark shadow of late capitalism. Um, yeah, I, I think is what he's referring. Because to. now I've realised the final step isn't Jake and Logan Paul becoming president. That's the penultimate step. The final step. The, the final step is uh, it's Donald Trump becoming a YouTuber. <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong Un no. refuses to buy my merch. Donald Trump okay. is already an internet celebrity. He doesn't need to become. He, he technically is one. Sorry, don't get me started. It's true. Yeah, that's true. He's, he, he basically he's is. He basically is our first influencer president. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean his fame incubates on Twitter if it wasn't for Twitter mm. he I think yeah I think Jake and Logan will just like yeah like I like the idea of them like leading a communist revolution <laughs> like, I mean to be honest I'm okay with anybody leading that particular revolution <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> Uh, Riley, you know so, you'd get guillotined in the first wave. <laughs> no, I'd be second wave. Do you know, do you know oh, yeah. before we started recording he like showed us his awe Oh god! His orb. This a fucking game. Like, uh, unfortunately, that's not a euphemism. What does that mean? That's not a metaphor. That's an actual. I orb. wasn't here for this. I don't. Oh, know. You oh here. yes, I was. I saw. Yeah, oh, were. sorry, I was here. I Riley's aura is so unremarkable that you then forgot about it entirely. <laughs> I blanked it out after I called him posh. <laughs> Riley's a communist, but he went to Oxford and he went row and he did rowing there. Uh, you guys, one thing that I loved so much, which is like maybe why I loved Maids in Chelsea, but like I feel like in the UK there's this like weird class system that like oh, yeah. I just oh, yeah. don't understand at all. And like, wait, are Americans just hearing about this now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you wait? What do you see as like this as as where this where this is going? Like, where can we? Where where do you think this ends? What does it all mean? Uh, where do I think it ends? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, I I, <laughs> I don't think that there's anything that like YouTube is going to do to necessarily stifle this type of content on the platform. I think it's just going to become like culturally irrelevant and things will change. So I think that like a lot of these tween kids that idolize Logan and Jake today are going to grow up. I think that, um, you know, you know, changes will happen in sort of like the economy or politics or stuff that will sort of like change the climate that these influencers operate in. Like they're so into this like public consumption and lavish lifestyle. And I think that like eventually that will just seem dated and I don't know, lame to kids eventually, hopefully, I don't know, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, but I think that they're just going to become passe. Like I think that this type of like drama and content and this like classic kind of like vlog format that's, that's focused around like, I don't know, fights and diss tracks and stuff. It's just going to seem passe. There's also, I think that like the nature of social networks is are changing. Like I think that people are spending less time on these like big broad based social networks. They're spending more time just like chatting with friends and engaging in other kind of apps and stuff. So I think like, I wonder, like, I don't know, you know, since Vine left and I guess there's been Musical.ly, but I haven't, I don't know that there's going to be another sort of like big mass social app that's going to facilitate fame. Um, so who knows, but uh, they're not going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately. Well, guys, sooner or later to watch Logan Paul's videos, you're going to have to buy the internet controversy package from Agit Pie. So <laughs> uh, uh, Taylor, thank you so much for uh, coming on and chatting with us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. You guys make me wish I like lived in London and could hang out with you guys and stuff. Really oh, come really row with us. You really don't want to hang awful. out with Riley. <laughs> London sucks. I suck. <laughs> Hussein, Hussein never stops talking about anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks. later. See, see, see. see ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, what's the Doctor Who noise? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's the noise Toby Young makes when he sees breasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been uh, Trash Future. Uh, thank you, Alana, for coming on today. That's okay. Filling in for Abby. It was weird as always. Yeah, it wouldn't be us if it wasn't. I'm so proud of True. you guys. All right. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Say goodnight, everyone. Good night. Good night, everyone. Don't remember not to pee. Don't pee safely. <laughs> Please, and if you if you aren't peeing, just make sure you have an adult diaper. Just make sure case. you pee on someone. <laughs> remember the motto the motto of no pee January is cystitis, not wristitis. <laughs> 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 <laughs>